welcome. Hey, this is this is your host Vaughn Michael. You're listening to the Unsolicited Solution Podcast, um, second episode. Thank you so much for listening again. I'm excited to have everybody back. Uh, once again, I got my good friend. I'm here with me. Um, we we want to call him Glenn Lawrence. That's the name we sticking by. That's the name we wit today okay. and every day. As a matter of fact, every time I step on stage, that's the name. Glenn Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. Um, here in DC, um, had some shows this weekend. Doing a DC improv. Um, one thing I learned, man, in comedy, you, you think that you're great, but then you see somebody that's great to her. Yeah. And then you realize you got to step your game up. Hey, man, there's levels to this shit. It's, <laughs> uh, but I feel like you get the bump, you know, when you start performing and then you go out there and you perform with somebody who who kills it, kills it. Right. After you killed it, mm-hmm. you know, you get that bump. You're like, okay, I got to, I got to get my game up. That's why. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, when you're when you're uh, doing these open mics, you got to jump to the try to get to the bigger ones. You know, what I mean, even if you don't get on, just watching them, mm-hmm. um, because you get that bump. You're like, oh, that's how I gotta actually yeah. kill it. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of people like that where you'll go out and perform with them. You're like, oh, so you 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 really killed it. Like I many killed it. I just you know I manslaughtered it. You mm-hmm. murder one did. Right. <laughs> that's real, man. Um, but who was uh who's on the show with you? Who who showed you that? Who was the one that opened your eyes? Um, it was this guy named Yodi Travis from New York. Um, mm. cause he came down and like, I guess he was just working on material or whatever, and um, he was doing good. Like, oh, that's I, hurtful. I thought he was good. You know, that's like, hurtful when someone's working on something and they kill it, and you're like, yo, that was my polish. <laughs> well, the other thing was the type of material that he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of was race material can easily not everybody's gonna like it got you so um the last set you know his his cousin came a young lady and i'm sitting back there i literally put on instagram took a selfie about to get a standing ovation and then all of a sudden i just hear him on stage start to kill bro like when you just hear roars of laughter mm-hmm. and he was doing this for 20 minutes wow and like after one joke i was like oh, he about to you know dip no it like, got better. It's like the next joint is and even better. Fucking doper. better. Bro, mm. it got in my head. When he got off stage, I was like, bro, you are good. Hmm. You had to follow him? Yeah. Okay. So How'd that go? Did you ride the wave? Yeah, I did good, man. Um, I just made sure I stayed out of my head. That's the only thing with comedy. You got to make sure you stay out of your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even if like, uh, you know, sometimes this happens to me. Like if I write a joke mm-hmm. and the way that I wrote it, you want to say it like that on on stage, mm-hmm. but like sometimes you got to just throw that out of your mind because then you'll be like, "Wait, what was the next word that I wrote?" And you're like, "Nah, you just got to flow, and hopefully, and get to the you know what I'm saying, like right, get to the part you're trying to get." That's at least how I perform. Some people are like, every word has to be said that way to make it work. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes when you get stuck like that, you know what I mean? You're like, oh damn, I missed a word, and you start thinking, mm-hmm. and then you start, you know, going back on that last joke, and then your next joke, you forget, you know what I mean, the next. So sometimes you just got to let it flow. That's the best though when you get in the flow. Yeah. When it's just like, oh, these joints are just coming off, mm-hmm. and then you start like like riffing, and then- I'm on a new level. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh shit. It's like, uh, you know when you play like Street Fighter or Tekken, mm-hmm. and you get like the combos, and then you like once you hit a certain number of combos, it goes to like hyper mode, yeah. and then you just like unlocking more comp. You know what I mean? It's just like bouncing off each other. Right. Um, it's like ding 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 ding. XP XP bonus XP bonus XP bonus. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. that's the that's when it's fun. That's when it's fun. 
Yeah, I enjoy it, man. Um, but it was dope, man, being here. Saw you last night. Uh, we t- chopped it up for a little bit, and yeah. then. Um, did you see? Did you see the set? Did you see the set? My little, my little quick couple minutes at Draft House. You ain't see it. Mm-mm. I think somebody's about to break into your apartment. Oh, did someone just knock on the door? No, it's not like the door was going. Nah, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, it's whatever. We'll be. It'll, it'll be a very interesting podcast. We just get murked like <laughs> while you're sitting here talking to each other. <laughs> this will be the second and last episode of Unsolicited Solution. They come in. Hey, quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. All right, where the money at? Right. Yeah, it'll be somebody from the last episode. It'll be like, you was talking about me not having money. I couldn't get no food in my stomach. Oh, for the last episode, yeah. that girl. She's going to come through like, yeah, I got a solution for you. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Right? Yeah. Hey, man, um, that's the thing about these unsolicited solutions. I know. Some people's like, yeah, you should have solicited the first. Speaking of unsolicited solutions, man, this mm-hmm. podcast is about taking problems, you know, and finding solutions for it. But I do want to give that disclaimer. And no way at all, we are experts. <laughs> we mm. are just giving you straight up solutions based on how we feel and what we doing. Yeah, flash that at the bottom. Yeah. Not experts. <laughs> we got to put the disclaimer just like they do on the pill bottles. I am not an expert. Like these messages have not been approved by the <laughs> FDA. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, who really is the expert? Mm. They told us growing up that milk builds strong bones. And now they're saying nobody needs to drink milk. A doctor told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, if you think about it, I I saw a documentary one time and it changed my thinking on milk. Mm. It's like milk is designed like a a mother's breast milk is designed to make uh, her offspring stronger. Right. Right. And we're humans. We grow to like what? At the like like a couple like a hundred and fifty you know, to 200 pounds or whatever, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. That's what we're designed to grow to. So if you're drinking milk from a cow, that's for the cow's offspring to grow to their normal size, which is like 500, you know, pounds or whatever, 400 pounds or however big a cow is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you drink, you ingesting that to get yourself bigger. It's like what you think is going to happen. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe, I guess we're just trying to supercharge our, our growth or whatever. But I think we might have overdid it in the U.S. because there's a <laughs> lot of big people now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. But yeah, that disclaimer, not experts. However, man, it doesn't take an expert to come up with a solution. What I'm tired of, you know, is people, you know, always complain about things and we're just talking. You know, let's figure some things out, man. Let's 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 try to come to, you know, find something to do about it. Let's be proactive. You know, this is a solution based podcast. Speaking of that, Whoa. today, man, yeah. issue number one. Um, I'm in DC, Southeast DC, uh, which is a predominantly black area. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I walk into a, a store, right? And the dude was just giving me terrible service. And, like, first of all, let me, I'm going to a subway, and um, there's a glass, bulletproof glass in between you and the actual person that's making your sub. Oh, wow. At a subway. Damn. Yeah, like you're gonna go in there and rob rob this dude. Hey, I mean, it, I'm sure it's there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the sweet peppers. Like, come on, dog. Yeah, like what's... <laughs> So I'm in there and the dude just like first he stood there for like four minutes, right? Didn't greet me or nothing, was just standing over there doing whatever he was doing and then say, I'll be right with you or nothing. And um I was upset. And then like he just was like I'm telling him what I want on the sub, and he not listening. He putting what he want on the sub. And <laughs> <laughs> you got headphones in, like, <laughs> right? 
And so I was like, you know what, man? Forget this. I ain't coming back to this store. I'm going to shop at other places. Then I realized he owns all the three stores that's in the black neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it like a strip mall? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he owns the the gas station, the subway, and the other corner store. Damn. So right now, um, my first issue is, especially as black people, and this guy, he wasn't black, you know, and I feel like we deal with this a lot. We have other people from other cultures and races come into the black neighborhood and we feel like we're disrespected. But we want, you know, um, I guess that's the that's the issue right there. You know, how do we deal with this? Um, how do we deal with the disrespect from other cultures? They come into our neighborhoods, um, they take our money, but they don't show us the same respect if you go down to the white neighborhood, you know, they're pleasant. Mm. Everybody got Chick-fil-A um, type of, you know. Service. Yeah, at these restaurants and stuff like that. I mean, I don't I don't know about, I mean, you see a lot of, uh, it depends on, I guess, it, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. You, uh, you befuddled me. I don't know how to uh, actually respond to that because I feel like sometimes you do get bad service in the white neighborhoods. But uh, is it because uh, you're black? Um, possibly, but sometimes you just catch somebody on the wrong day or whatever. Right. But I know, I mean, I know sometimes in, you know, like their initial, sometimes people got their initial, uh, what's it called? Their initial interaction mm-hmm. with you, they got their like shields up, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, cause they're used to dealing with people who look just like you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you go in there and they got their shields up, but you know, sometimes you see them every day. You're like, hi, Mr. You know, Gimbali or whatever the mm-hmm. dude's name was. You know, it's like, hey, how are you doing? And uh, and and sometimes that that shield comes down, and they like, then they all of a sudden cool, but just off the strength, they're like, nah, I'm gonna have my shield up the first time that I see you. But mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing is uh, what we're kind of currently seeing um, in a lot of industries, which is black ownership. That's kind of the thing that we're we're seeing. You mm-hmm. know, and that's that's one way, you know, you start seeing faces like yours right. and then those faces actually understand you when you come in and it's like, OK, there's a better interaction. Right. You know right. what I mean, like sometimes, you know, you look at uh, somebody who's from a different race or whatever, and you just don't understand. Like you just look at them, you don't understand their mm-hmm. their like just their makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 their smile or whatever could be like a fake smile. Right. And, you, but if you in that culture, in that culture, you know that, right. You know what I'm saying? So their smile, which, you know, in your culture could be interpreted as, Oh, they, they happy mm-hmm. is like a fake joint and vice versa, where sometimes we just, you know, it looks like we mean mugging, but it's just our normal, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Face somebody from your own culture understands that it's like, Oh, that, you know, that person's just right. X, Y, Z. So interacting with each other, black ownership, that uh that helps when mm-hmm. they when we when we see a face like ours in the store there's less chance that that shield is up uh, immediately on interaction on first interaction right um and I and you know what that's the first thing I was thinking I was thinking like you know this person could just be having a bad day and then I went back in there about four more times and he treated me fucked up four more times Damn. and then it got to the point I wanted it one time right he won't even be like the lady before me was like yo like she told him what he wanted on the sub. And then she got to the end and he told her the total. He was like, she was like, oh, that's too expensive. No, man, I don't want this. Give my money back. And he was like, nah, I made the sub. <laughs> Wait, how she how she pay and then say it was too expensive? 
No, she had like gave him five dollars and the sub was like seven dollars. She was like, nah, that's too much. Give my mm. five dollars back. He was like, No, I made the sub. Either I'm keeping the money or um you pay the rest of this thing. And then she ended up calling the police on him. But you like you gotta either give me the food and take my little five dollars that I got. Or give my money back and you keep the sub. But that's the thing. Yeah, he was trying to keep the money and not give her the sub. When you're in, I'm telling you, bro, when in these black neighborhoods, it's like the customer service is on a different level. Mm. It's like they really, you don't get that same type of treatment. If once, if I go to George, you know, Georgetown, which is the white neighborhood um, over there. Right. Most most of them they go based off a of code. Like either you pay for it or you don't. You get your money back. They not go complain. If you don't yeah. want it, we're just gonna throw it away. Yeah, I mean I mean there's a there's also a thing to be said for like you're used to uh disrespecting your clientele. You know what I mean? Like like when like basically because it's the only option there, it's like I'll treat you any old way. Give me like I don't care. And I think that's uh that's something that basically you can only fix by moving your dollars away from that establishment. You know what I mean? Because then basically a boycott just like okay we're not eating here mm. but if that's the only place you got to eat then you got to accept it and then that's when they just say okay i'm gonna do whatever i want mm. with with my service towards you because i know you ain't got no other options and i'm gonna make my money anyway but that's the problem that we're having because mm. the 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 long-term solution as you said before was so you need more black owned businesses so that you know people that relate to you understand where you are you know yeah but the thing is, you want to move your money to other businesses. So the black neighborhood is also considered the poor neighborhood. A lot of people, you know, are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, lower income. So this one guy owns all the stores in the neighborhood. So if you boycott his subway and you're going to go to his, you're still going to make money off you at his corner store. Yeah. So, but I mean, he can't be working at every store. Is every, because if every, is every employee, you know what I'm saying? Acting the same way. Yes, that's the thing. That's wild. Like, is that how they do their orientation? It's like when you get a customer, fuck them. <laughs> That'd be a crazy orientation video. It's like, right. here's how we treat our customers. Fuck them. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that would be that would be a great uh, orientation. You'd be like, oh, I'm gonna like this job. <laughs> like, I ain't got to treat nobody with respect. Oh shit, I'm gonna like this. So the only option, you know, after I get treated like that, it's like, damn, now I got to take two, three trains to the next neighborhood to get better service. And then when you go to the better neighborhood, you're like the only black person there. And then they want to follow you around the store. Mm, mm. So it's I mean, like, I mean, that's like what that's like uh, retail stores or whatever. I think I feel like food, th- food is like I don't want to eat. Here's here's my thing. I cook. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. One of the main ingredients in food is love. You know what I mean? Like the care that you put into the food. Right. If they ain't respecting you or whatever, I don't want to eat your food because it ain't going to taste good if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. If, if you if you ain't put care into it, if you ain't, you know, put some, you know, happiness into it, some love into it, it's probably going to taste trash. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to, I don't really want to mess with that if people are acting that way because they probably didn't put no, you know, effort into making it for you. I mean, if you hungry on the go. Mm-hmm. You just got to, you got to do what you got to do. Um, But I mean, but that attitude comes from having options. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I don't have to eat at a certain place. I could just dip. And I'm glad you said that, bro. That brings up a very important thing I wanted to say. So you're saying that, you know, why are you in a restaurant, make your own food, right? Yeah. Another thing about the black neighborhood is that it's a food desert. 
Oh, sure. And okay. People that don't know what that is, it means that there is not a lot of options for you. There's not a grocery store within walking distance in my neighborhood. Like, mm. you have to go to another neighborhood to go to the grocery store. Mm, okay. So, the only options we have are that, in my neighborhood, a subway, a corner store, and a gas station. Damn. So, it's like, and which is crazy to me, because one of the stereotypes about Black people is that um, everybody's on EBT. Mm-hmm. So, you would think the grocery store would be in the walking distance. We got the money. Right. So, why, If I mean, if that stereotype is so true, why don't we have a grocery store? Mm, I don't, I mean... It, Develop. You know what I notice? A lot of times, uh, the grocery stores nowadays they're the ones who are funding like these apartment complexes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like though the I don't know I don't know if it's the car you know if it's the like nice the apartment complexes. The, yeah, so like the apartment apartment complex will be built mm-hmm. and then a grocery store will be built next to it. Right. A lot of these other communities weren't built off that model. You know what I mean? So you don't you don't have that. So a lot of the communities you go to now, you'll see like. They'll start building up apartment complexes, but then there'll be a grocery store built right there. Those grocery stores usually have invested in some way um, in building the uh, the apartment complex. I think that's how it works. I think that's um, called um, gentrification. You think that's, 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 you think that's what it's called? <laughs> apartment complex and the Whole Foods. Yeah, man. That's what that is. Hey, that's 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 how it works or whatever. But if you don't, I mean, if you, like sometimes you got to go search for better options. You know what I mean? Like like you said, it's like a food desert. Mm-hmm. Some, like if you're in a desert, you know, sometimes that McDonald's or that, that subway or whatever looks like a oasis, but it's actually just a mirage. You know what I mean? Like in terms of uh, good options to eat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to just search a little bit further for it. Um, and then the, 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 the last thing you do is just, you start making your own food or whatever, and then, uh, trying to distribute that to the neighborhood. That's where like the food truck idea came from because it's lower. Like growing your own food? Well, no, not growing your own food. I mean, that's one way to do it, but there's no, there's not really green spaces in a lot of these neighborhoods too, but you start like, basically you start cooking, you know what I mean? In your kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then you start like like uh uh giving it to people or selling it to people like selling plates yeah selling plates and whatnot and then that grows and then you can take mm-hmm. that money to get a truck and then you could take that truck and get a, a a storefront and you so on and so forth and the next thing you know we do have options in the hood but it, it comes from like a like that entrepreneurial uh mindset which is hard work mm-hmm. um it's hard to do that but that's that's one way to to do it just start you know what I mean? Just start searching it out and figuring out figuring out a way that you could get the food that you want in mm-hmm. your in your neighborhood. But that takes a that takes a while. You know what I mean? Like we wish it was just there, but sometimes it takes work to That's the rebuild thing. the community. Um, a lot of when I just I was literally sitting down, laying in my bed, thinking about it, and like called my mom a couple of times too, and I was just like, honestly, there isn't any short term solutions for this. It's going to mm. take time um to to really get what we want like it might not even happen in this generation you got to state it you got to also say what do you want do you want just another place to eat do you want somewhere Mm -hmm. where you get something fresh you know what i mean do you want something in walking distance like like what is your you know what i mean like that's the first thing is like as a community decide like yeah what do we want in this community in terms of food options? Do we just want a bunch of fast food places mm-hmm. where we could just go eat quick? I'm on the go. I ain't got time to grocery shop. I just got to pick up something to go. Right. You know? um, so that's the first decision is as, as like a group come together and say, what do we want our communities to look like in terms of food? Right. 
And I mean, we don't need that, you know. We I don't want the fast food because already in the black community, you know, we have high blood pressure, diabetes. So we need more of the, you know, actual grocery stores in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Um Yes. Kind, have you been to the grocery store in some of these neighborhoods? Because some sometimes the food is struggling in there. You'll go in there and like, and the lettuce is wilted. You know what I'm saying? And the melons are first of all melting. <laughs> you don't need lettuce, bro. Lettuce is a waste of vegetable. Oh what? Yeah, lettuce is like the packaging when you come inside of a box. You like when you like you about to FedEx something. Yeah, that's like lettuce. That little stuff that's in there, the white pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's lettuce. Lettuce has no nutritional value at all. But it's delicious if it's paired with the right type of condiments. And like proteins or whatever, so you yeah, like everything that goes around the lettuce. Yeah, everything. That, it's just that na- it's a natural filler. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you put if you put that right uh, salad dressing on, it's like mm, this lettuce is delicious. That's funny. Um, so what do I want? All right. So first of all, let's go back to the first thing we were talking about the disrespect um, with the dude. Um, yeah, how'd you handle summer. that situation? What did you? What was the end result? What did you do? I walked out the establishment, bro. Okay. And did you like, did you say like, fuck this, I'm out? Or did yeah. you just, just turn around and walk I out? I literally said, fuck you. And I walked but out. But see, here's here's the thing. When you do that, then that reinforces the mindset of the, of the motherfucker to say, oh, these, you know, these people are, are this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes a lot to just be like, you know what? No, thank you. And then walk out because at the end of the day, He's like, he's like, he expected to get cursed out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, it's like, oh shit, like, I, like, is that person going to write an email? He was very calm and collected when he left. Oh you know? yeah, you crazy. You, yeah, be quiet. yeah, if you quiet and leave. But when you do that, like, while I was like, yeah, just like I thought, just like I thought, another one, get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you walk, if you like, you know what? I do not like this service. I'm going to take my money elsewhere. Goodbye. And then it's just like, oh shit, he was like really reserved. I'm, that person probably... You know, he's got some sense. He's got some power in this in this shit because he didn't let me, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, what you call it, dictate his emotions by right. my, you know what I mean? By my poor service, I didn't cause him mm-hmm. to act a certain way like I thought I was. Right. So now he's like, you know, on the back. And if enough people do that, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, yo, all these people coming in, they're like um, almost like respecting me on their way of boycotting my business. Like, maybe I should change up my attitude. Right. And then next thing you know, his attitude changes and then maybe you get better service. But that, I mean, you know, in the moment it's hard, or, it's hard to do that, but it takes a lot. Cause it's like a, a conscious effort. Like, like, I mean, that's as black people, that's what we doing a lot of times. It's like, yo, I got to represent my whole culture. So sometimes I gotta, I gotta yeah. take that L and just be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and leave here. You know what I'm saying? Without getting that anger and emotion out, um, off my chest, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to, but but in doing that, I've represented my culture and showed them like, nah, we're not, we're, it's, it's not what you thought. So I'm going to take my dollars elsewhere, my nice, reserved, mm-hmm. calm, collected dollars elsewhere and um and, and get something. Right. Um, I feel you on that. And one thing, I, what I feel like I also I could have done is I probably should have just like let him go ahead and make the sandwich and just been like, you know, you paying cash a car and it's like, nah, just throw it in the trash. And then walk down. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, just be like, fuck that, fuck that sandwich. I don't need that. So my thing is, man, um, it, with that place, I, I seen him treat white people great, you know, and other races like it was the same race as him, great. And the thing about me is, I just like consistency. 
Right. That's why I like Walmart, you know, because mm. you go to the Gucci store, you know, they treat some people great, they treat some people terribly. But in Walmart, they treat everybody fucked up equally. Yeah, and yeah. like, if if I see you treating everybody fucked up, then I'm cool with that. That's just your type of service. Yeah, Walmart's not working on commission. They're like, we getting our dollars regardless. You right. Know what I mean, <laughs> like they, so they're like, when you're on that higher dollar amount, it's like, oh, let me be nice so they can spend more money. Mm-hmm. But Walmart don't care about that. They're like, nah. Take your funky ass money anywhere, <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> our, our solution, honestly, um, for this situation is that you just got to stop going there. Um, you got to stop supporting them and you got to let his business fail. There you go. Speak with your money. Speak with your with your dollars. That's what I mean. That's that's old school. You know what I'm saying? Civil rights era. Um um, way of way of speaking, you know what I mean? Like right. boycott, show them with your dollars. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put your dollars, put your money where your your uh your mouth is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of like cursing them out and then taking your sandwich and eating it, you know what I'm saying? Like nah, like you know what? I'd rather go hungry than to to eat. I'm gonna be Gandhi on you. Yeah, I'm gonna be Gandhi on. I'm gonna be real cool. I'm gonna walk a little bit further. You know, it's gonna help my health. Because I'm getting, you know, some exercise by going a little bit further to the next store. Right. Uh, and I ain't putting money in your, in your establishment. And you got I feel like write a Yelp review. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If they ain't even got a page up, create a page and then write about your poor experience. Let the white people know. Yeah, man. Let, <laughs> let everybody know. Get it out. Everybody's on the Internet. Everybody's on the phone now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You could even put up like an Instagram post of just like this is this establishment. Because sometimes those those stores, those stores aren't business minded anyway. Somehow they got right. their business. Like, because if you're business minded, you want the people in your community to like you. You know what I'm saying? You want them to like you so they come back. They tell friends and come back. Yeah. If they're not business minded like that, they're disserving the community. They're probably they're probably not uh, online like that. So when you make their presence online known, mm-hmm. the one thing that happens is that then that that online presence is uh, what you call it um, is negative, and then that hurts that hurts their business either. That's the other way of uh, boycotting it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like a restaurant, what I used to do, you know, before I got fired, <laughs> and I used to do Uber Eats. Yeah. And then I would get, pick up an order from that restaurant. Yeah. And eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this one is for the culture, brother. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. And then just and then just connect. Be like, yeah, they never sent my food. Yeah. They be calling me like, hey, did you deliver that order? Nah. I'm like, nah, they ain't good people. You ain't want to eat that. They ain't make the food with love. <laughs> I saved you from a loveless sandwich. <laughs> but that's why I love Subway, man. Think about Subway. You could be rude to the dude that worked there mm-hmm. and you don't got to worry about him spitting in your food. Because you could watch him do it. Yeah. They're, they're artists. Artists. <laughs> you know what I mean? You watch the you watch the work that goes into it. You could see how aggressively they slap down your cheese and meat. Right. You know what I mean? Like they didn't lay, if they don't lay it down delicately it's like oh I ain't, I ain't messing with that. <laughs> that's why I don't understand why people get Uber Eats from Subway. Like that's the only time they got chance they have to disrespect somebody's food. Mm. The this, whole, whole time. Laziness. <laughs> Uber Eats. Uber Eats is wild, yo. This this like you get Uber everything nowadays. Yeah. Uh Uber Eats. Um shit. I don't know. Uber ass. Uh get that. Uber ass. Uber ass. You could order, yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna order two thoughts and uh, <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> uh 
Is that a is that a that's not a thing? Okay. That's called uh, <laughs> that's called Instagram, bro. Oh, Instagram is yeah. like the same thing. Yo, that's actually, yo, if y'all are out there, if there's anybody who's got a ability to make an app, Uber ass, that could be the next the next joint. It's like uh, Tinder. You, you're trying to go to jail. It's like no, nah, it's like Tinder, but with delivery. It's called prostitution. I mean, you don't have to pay for it. All right. So um <laughs> <laughs> so the solution was to put your money where your mouth is. That one was 100% unsolicited, by the way. That solution that I just gave was 100% <laughs> Very unsolicited. We That's... are not experts. <laughs> we are not, that, experts. not experts at all. It was especially, yeah. <laughs> Vaughn just helped me all be like, actually, that's that's against it. That's like, yo, we should do Uber drugs, yo. It's like, yo, actually, that's also illegal. You can't do that Uber either. Drugs. Uber drugs. You do everything. They got just that already, actually. Uber drugs? Uber weed. Uber, shut up. Yeah. Where? What states? Why would I tell you that on the internet? Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not one of them dumb rappers. Okay, where they just make up shit. Yeah, no, where they put all their business on the internet and mm. then the police raid them. You never heard about that? Yeah, I've seen that where they had like the guns and it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm out here with my illegal weapon, <laughs> and then the cops come knocking on the door. Forty Eighth like, Street, yeah, right. Apartment Three B. That's the thing about like repping where you from. Like you tell them exactly. Right. Like as a matter of fact, there's probably cops out there that are just GPSing. Like the whole, like they just listen to your song. Like, okay, he's on the corner of X Y Z. Right, he's selling. Okay, that was the deal that he did with this dude. Mm-hmm. It's like you could actually. You don't even need a stenographer. You just play back their record in the That's courtroom, <laughs> and it just outlays everything. It's like Your Honor, uh, Exhibit A, and then just hit play, <laughs> <laughs> and as uh, I rest my case. That's that's, that's it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so stop getting us in trouble, bro. I know that was. That was my fault. I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. Um, so got that. Put your money where your mouth is. Now we we haven't come to yet for a solution for um being able to get your own food in a mm. neighborhood that's in a food desert. Mm. How how are we able to? Here's here's one thing. Um, in this in uh in certain areas like this area, right, where, I, where I'm in right now, we're in uh, Arlington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. They have community gardens. Okay. Have you seen those before? Mm-hmm. Community gardens where it's just like a place where everyone in the community have their little like section, little plot, mm-hmm. and they grow their little tomatoes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then you could just grow your little, your, your sage or whatever, your tomatoes. And then you take, you know, you take it home and you eat it. Okay. More of those, more of those type spaces. Get a, like, just, you know, get a little uh, a little plot of land and just start revitalizing it. We've you see that in a lot of um, urban areas now where people are doing that. They're like taking it, mm-hmm. making a community garden. Sometimes on these buildings, they'll on the roof of the building, they'll have like you know soil laid out, like topsoil or whatever laid out, right. where they can grow on the on the roof. And there's like a community garden on the roof. So okay. just looking for those spots where you can actually create like a like a garden or something where you could actually grow food is healthy. You know what's going in, you know what type of nutrients is in the tomato or whatever. Okay. And then you start growing from there. So, so investing in those community gardens, it doesn't take much. You got to get a little bit of the the space of the community, like, you know, and then everybody just gets their little seeds and then starts planting it. Okay. That's a, that's a cool solution. So start our own garden. That's, that's how we can, we can do that. And we save money doing that. You save money, you know what I mean? And it's fresh. You know what it is. There's no additives. Um, you know what type of pesticides and whatnot is going right. to be on it. Um, Probably and 40s. 
<laughs> oh, you do that. Yo, this shit, you're like, yo, this tomato is delicious. Yo, what you put in this? OE. <laughs> what type of fertilizer you used on this? St. Ives? <laughs> That's like that old school. St. Ives. People don't remember that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing about it is it builds a sense of community, you know, because if you're out there gardening, you see other people gardening. It's like, oh man, your tomatoes look nice. Or, oh man, your, your basil is on point. Why don't we put this together and make a, you know. So, how do we start this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it sounds good starting a community garden, but like, what's the first step? You would, you would say like, do we just being mindful, being aware, knock on people's doors, like, hey, we starting our community garden, Brenda. You nah, know what I'm saying? nah. I mean, I think the first step is just doing it on your own. You know what I'm saying? Individually, you mm-hmm. just do it on your own. Then people see what you're doing, and then they follow suit. You know what I'm saying? So first step is to do it on your own. Second step is to educate. You know what I mean? So first step, boom. You start your own garden, and then people ask about it, um, and then you like educate them, be like, "Okay, here's what I did. Here's how I got my soil. Here's how I got my seeds. Here's what right. I'm growing." Okay. Um, I think that's that's helpful. I like that. So start on your own, and then other people will see you doing it. They be like, "Hey, what you doing over there? Why yeah. you got tomatoes in your backyard?" Yeah, I grow my own garden, man. I, I, hey, look, I got, to, I don't to do that subway. So I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make my own." Shit. There you I go. Think. And next thing you know, you got your own subway. You can call it whatever. Right. Bonds Garden and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I like that. All right. Well, we got our solutions. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. And start your own garden. Start your own. Put your money where your mouth is and start your own. Because you'll recognize if you ain't spending money in their establishment, you could be saving that money and putting it into creating your own establishment. Right. Like, because now you're not spending money. You're not a consumer. Mm -hmm. Now you're a creator. You know what I'm saying? And once you start being a creator, then you can start having revenue. And then once you start having revenue, it just snowballs and you could create opportunities for other people and, and before you know it you can uh you know move get that person um moved out of out of their um perch you know what i'm saying like because they're not making money you are mm-hmm. boom next thing you know you're in there i mean it's a lot easier said than done though you know what i mean all this stuff is not uh easy it's right. a is is hard, you know. It's hard to make your own garden. It's hard to wait for your own tomatoes to grow when you could just go to the nasty dude, um, and get and get your tomatoes or whatever. No, but it take, but that um, the difficulty in it um is what outweighed by the uh the reward of having your own, creating your own. Right. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always works better that way when you have your own. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I like that. All right. Um, and since we are already in this type of, you know, topic, something else that I want to bring up. What's that? Um, is that, you know, especially I, I deal with this a lot, being working in like restaurants and industry and stuff like that. Um, black people, we have a stereotype that we do not tip. Uh, so, okay. uh, what I've been noticing is a lot of places you go to, um, the waitress or waiter will have this in their head that black people don't tip and they already give you terrible service based off of what the, how they already feel that you're going to do. Right. So they're being rude to you. So now I'm in a situation like it goes back to doing it for your culture. Do I not tip them because they gave me this terrible service or do I tip them because I wanted black people to look like we do tip? Mm, so you're just going to over tip just to just to show I've done that in the past where I over tip just to be like, nah, I'm good. One time, one time, like, uh, me and my, uh, mom and my sister went out to 
this one like restaurant or whatever mm-hmm. and we were like yeah we want to show them that we tipped so we over tipped mm-hmm. right and then for the rest of the vacation, we were scrambling. We were under tipping because we tried to show them on the first joint that we tipped good. And then and then we didn't have no money for the rest of the tips. So we had to just be like, yo, we, we tipped it on the first dude. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna need some of that tip back. We was like, I think it was I think it was one of our first times in like New York. We we're like, yo, when you in New York, you gotta go big. You gotta do it right. Uh, so we tipped the dude, Matt. He was probably looking at it like, what in the why what, did they what did y'all get? I don't know. Was, we went to like some restaurant or whatever. We were like, oh, we got to tip good. And then we couldn't tip for the rest of the vacation. <laughs> Son. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's a good idea, though. Here's what you should do. You got to balance out your tip. <laughs> you got to balance your tip. Yo, I got a great solution for this one. Okay. Here's what you do. When right. You go to the restaurant or whatever. You get in service. Just remember everything that they did. Right. When the mm-hmm. bill comes out, when it says a little tip section, you could just start putting what they did like didn't refill my drink gave me an attitude and just start just start be like yo your tip started here your tip was at 20 percent, and then you start minusing everything they did in the little tip column and then that adds up to what the tip is so they can see exactly everything they did wrong that messed up their tip it's not on me it's on you and i did the math i showed my work yo. this is how you got to your three cent tip like you could have got you could have yeah. got extra but you ain't refill my I, wine I on like time that. Yo. Yeah, that's the solution. I like that, yo. It's yeah. over. It's over. We that's solved a, it. That one is solved. That one is an easy fix. You type out exactly, you write out exactly what they did, oh and then God. that's the solution. Be like, yeah, you came to my table all raggedy. Uh, you didn't refill my water when I wanted it. You ignored me when I asked for the check, but you got a plus because you wish me a happy birthday. You know what I mean? And then they can see like everything they did. And then it goes the other way too. If they're giving great service, you put that little 20% mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, oh man, you like, you know, you dap me up when I <laughs> when you came to the table or whatever your positive thing is. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love yeah. that. That is such a way to do it. Cause that's how, like, if you work a job and they want to fire you, they document everything that you do in mm. order to fire you. Yeah. So you're documenting everything in order to to say this is why your this is where your tip came from. Yeah. Bro. But you gotta watch out because some people be trying to bullshit. They be putting like some <laughs> bullshit ass reasons why they. It's like nigga, you, the reason why you were documenting is because you ain't had the money. But then they put some bullshit reason like like oh you walked over and you skipped. I saw you skip when you came. It's like that wasn't a thing that happened. You skipped. you put you put my plates down mean. Like come on, bro. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't why you docked me. You just ain't had the money. Yo. To tip, you know what I'm saying? But just write it out. Explain yourself. Show Yo. your work. Show how you got to that tip. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh my god. How did you get to that tip point? It's like because uh, you were trash in this, 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 in this area. That's how you got to the $1 tip. Okay. I like that. That's a good solution. That's I'm going to take that solution. Yeah. That's a great solution. Yeah. I'm going to practice that in like that. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah. We, Hey, look, we go out to eat. You get the tip. I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> so when you go out, he's bring your notepad. He's bring your notepad. Yo, that's crazy if someone's giving you really terrible service. It's like, yo, I had to go to an extra sheet of paper for this. Bro, bro. 
Yeah, man. Oh my God, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, All right, that's um, a good one. Yeah, I I have no other questions. Um, that's we're just gonna end it like that. That's it. Yeah, that was so like that's a great. That's solution. a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one to end it. We should have started with that solution. Uh, the other ones were hard to get to. Those are hard questions, but that yeah. one was. A, Easy but, fix. But you gotta you gotta finish strong, you know. Yeah. You should do that with the subway dude next time, you know what I'm saying? Like just just write him a note. <laughs> like as he's writing it, just be <laughs> like when you go up and order, you just mm-hmm. you just take a notepad and every and you just start writing <laughs> and he'll get immediately nervous, like what the fuck are you writing? <laughs> be like, nothing, nothing, just go ahead, act how you was gonna act, and then just start writing every time I do something nasty to you, you know what I mean? And he'd be like, What's that? And then at the end of it, you just slap it on there like goodwill hunting. <laughs> be like, Bow. How about these apples? <laughs> How about these tomatoes? Right. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. That's dope, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Once again, man, this was fun. Um, thank you all so much for listening to Unsolicited Solution. Um, please make sure you like, subscribe on all podcast Do platforms. <laughs> um, what you got coming up, bro, show-wise? Um, what do I have coming up show wise? I got to look over at my calendar. I got like a couple of dates that aren't, uh, damn, hold on. Wait, can I pause and go look at, oh, wait, you know what I could do? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This was supposed to be a quick question, but I feel like it's so much of a longer question right now. Hold on. You, you talk for a second while I figure out what I'm well, doing. Show wise for y'all, I got coming up. I'm going to be in Norfolk, um, at the push comedy theater this Thursday um, for the Norfolk Comedy Festival. Then Saturday I will be in Bethesda, Maryland for a comedy show at the Italian, it's Italian restaurant. All the dates and showtimes I will have at my website, which is vaughnmichael.net. Um, I Big also, ups on the website, by the way. Congratulations, thanks, man. You too. I yeah, see your man. website. Hey, man, we out here working, bro. That's Get it. at us. You ain't got no excuse not to come see us. <laughs> exactly. Um... I got those days coming up and I got a lot more days coming. Up. A lot of stuff is last minute. So just keep staying tuned, checking out the social media. Yeah, I got to, we got to, we got to do a show together. I got, I know you usually are busy. You know what I'm saying? You got bigger fish to fry, but we got to, we got to perform together, man. I'll be mad fun. Yeah, definitely. You got yeah. your dates? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to be at uh bus boys and poets on Tuesday. I'm closing out that show. So that should be fun. Probably do when like you say 20... closing out. Can you Clo- explain to people that don't know comedy? Oh, so if you don't know comedy, closing out is where you're the last person to go and you usually do like a longer set. So it's almost like headlining, but headlining um, is like a certain uh, minute amount. So usually when you're headlining, you're doing like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Closing out is like you're doing the same thing, but it's like a short amount. So you're doing like 25 minutes. It's really like a feature set, but at the end. Right. So I'll be doing that. Um, I'll be do uh, a closing out set. And then uh, at the end of the week, I'm hosting and moderating the DC Shorts Film Festival um, showcase. That's going to be at Friday. That's going to be at the, what theater is it? It is the East Street Theater. Um, so that's the East Street Theater. I'm going to be there hosting and moderating that. And into the next week, I'm going to also be hosting and moderating a bunch of different uh, of the of the shorts. Uh, I'm also going to be at Reed Clark's uh, Variety Show on the 22nd. That's the Sunday Sampler. So we're going to be doing some fun stuff. Uh, there and then yeah i'm hosting that dc shorts film festival so there's uh, those are the next couple things where you could catch me at um is this, this, one, is this gonna come out before busy. them yeah booked and busy man um this comes out every wednesday 
every Wednesday. Oh, so you might have missed me on the on the thing. So last night, <laughs> if you're watching this, last <laughs> night I closed out at Bustle Boys Poets. <laughs> if you're watching that this now, but this Friday coming up, you can see me at the DC Shorts Film Festival. I'll be hosting and moderating uh, some of those shorts. They got some cool shorts, so we'll be able to see those. Cause I'm Ooh. I'm really in a film, you know. I like directing. You see my movie? Do you see the yeah. you see the short film? I told you I did. Okay, on YouTube. Yeah, you need to get the you need to to get in the next one, bro. Definitely. Again, the zone again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, man. Let me know. Do it. Yeah. Um. Cool. But yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, please check it out every Wednesday and um, leave a comment, subscribe, and peace. Peace.